Warning, this episode contains adult language, mature situations, overpowered main characters with a broken ability, mysterious organizations running a contemptible game, participants of varying personalities, a random tournament arc, and violence galore. Listener discretion is advised. Spark and Manga Review, episode 366. Battle in five seconds after meeting. Diate go bio de battle. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Spark and Manga Review. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Hope you all have been doing well and things have been pretty relaxed and chilled out with you guys so far. I've been do- doing pretty good as you've been listening to some of the various podcasts. Been spending lots of my time doing various things and drinking absurd amounts of coffee. Hope you guys have been doing well. But if you guys are joining us for the first time, welcome. Spirekin is a podcast that provides informative reviews about connecting enhanced narratives. Now, what does that mean? Well, every episode we talk about one or two different geeky topics. Since this is the manga review, obviously we talk about manga. We tell you the pros and cons, how the art style is, the overarching plot, and if it's worth investing your time in or not. You don't agree with anything that I or my co-host say, but we try to be educational, enlightening, exciting, and most importantly, entertaining. You can find any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. We're also on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and various other social media sites. Just type in S-P-I-R-A-K-N. I guarantee you'll find us. Remember to like and subscribe if you look at any of those sites. And you can also email me personally at Zan, that's X-A-N, at Spirekin.com. If you want to send me comments or concerns or direct message me on Twitter, at Spirekin. I always put weird random things down that are kind of interesting. It's kind of weird as well. But that's all the basic stuff I need to get out of the way. If you want to find out anything else, you can check out our show notes on the podcast. Just go to Spirekin.com where we have all of our various podcasts, including our movie review, game review, podcast review, our Xan chats, our superhero show. All those things are on the website. So... Now that that is out of the way, let's get to the actual thing in hand because, well, hope you guys have been doing well. Hope you guys have been chilling out and relaxing. A lot of you enjoyed my review of Skip to Loafer, which I'm really happy about because it's such a weird and unique manga that I didn't think to like so much, but it was a very dynamic manga and a lot of fun. And the manga I spun today, well, let's be honest, it's a little weird, a little different, and a little bit strange, but we've got a lot of stuff going on and a lot of news. A lot, trust me. So let's get to it, shall we? Now, in our new segment, we have an absurdly large amount of stuff going on. And it's a lot. So first off, we're going to start off something a little bit lighthearted. And that is um, Osamu Tezuka's classic manga, Blackjack, my personal favorite Osamu Tezuka series, is inspiring a Chinese live-action adaptation within the next five years. This is one of six different series that they're going to be making adaptations of. I'm intrigued to see them all, but Blackjack is one that's near and dear to my heart, so I'm... Part of me is hoping it's going to be amazing. Another part of me is cringing, thinking they're going to screw it up really badly. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? I don't know, but we will hope to see. Another big news item. Pirated manga aggregator app Manga Rock shut down its services last Friday, and it's now launching, well, it launched yesterday, a beta app for Inkr, I-N-K-R, Comics. A new legitimate comic distribution platform that's partnered with Tokyopop, Fanfare, Comic Loft, and Tan Comics to produce manga, webtoons, and manhwa digitally. Now, on the one hand, this is a nice move for the creators of the Manga Rock app to 
legitimize themselves on the kind of bad side. It's now all original stuff from Tokyo Pop and Comic Loft and Tan Comics, which might be really good, might be really bad. I don't know. Um, but you know, it's better to be legitimate at times than to be just a pirate pirated uh, manga aggregator. And the way the times are going, some things, if you're caught being an aggregator, is kind of bad. But I don't know. Will this be good? Will this be bad? I'm not sure. But we will see how that goes. Let you know more of what's going on as it comes about. Now, one of the biggest things that happened in the last week is that Seven Seas Entertainment licensed an absurdly large amount of manga and light novels. There were releases for three days of the stuff they were releasing. So I've tried to keep it kind of in order, but it might not be. Now, some of the these mangas go all over the place and they all have weird release dates. Now, the first one we're going to be talking about is... Minigishi Loves Otsu, uh, Manly Appetites, or Minigishi Sanwa Otsuku ni Tabeshitai. It's a boy love manga between a handsome, friendly salaryman and his chubby, grumpy co-worker who he feeds food to. This is coming out on October 8th. Another manga coming out is Didn't I Say to Make My Abilities Average in the Next Life? Everyday Misadventures, the spin-off of Watashi Nichijo wa Hikichi di Ite... It's a spin-off coming out November 17th. Um, you have a new manga by Kaori Kodama called Days of Love at Sego Villa or Umineko Se Days. It's a Yuri manga that's coming out November 24th. And the whole premise is that a woman's fiancé leaves her for another woman. So she impulsively decides to move away and start over at the seaside. And there she meets a tough but kind single mom who runs a housing complex. And while they might not have a lot in common, they're drawn to each other and their relationship grows more deeply than they expected. Seems intriguing, very different, and it just is a unique Yuri manga that might be really good. Um, they picked up Kamiko Saiki's Kageki Shoujo, The Curtain Rises, or Kageki Shoujo Season Zero, the manga... Which tells the stories of a group of young women who go to an art academy and they play all the roles of musical theater, be they male or female. Now, all the female roles are played by this former idol, Narita Ai, who is kind of jaded, and her roommate plays all the male roles and is a bright-eyed country girl. And from the school to the stage, the rest of their lives, there is a challenge these women can't face with their passion for performing. This comes out on November 17th. Next one that they're picking up is a digital manga they're going to do print on january 26th we're talking about takeko shimura's even though we're adults or otono ni natemo and this is about an elementary school teacher in her 30s who stops by a bar one day and runs into her old friends sparks fly romance is about to appear however as ayano is going in for a kiss however it gets weird because the girl shuri the friend is confused because ayano is married so now, love definitely doesn't get easier as you grow older. And this is a really weird, strange romance, which might be good, might be really bad. Um, next one coming out also on January 26, 2021 is Kabi Nagita's My Alcoholic Escape from Reality, or Genjitsu Tohei Shitere Boroboro ni Nata Hanishi. Now this is the creator of my... Uh, my Lesbian Experience with Loneliness. It's another um, autobiographical manga. And this one is focusing on how 
Nagida Kabi's downward spiral is getting out of control, and she can't stop drinking to soothe the ache of reality, and she's going to end up going to the hospital due to her alcoholism. And this is an intriguing look into a life of character. Now, if you've listened to the podcast long enough, you know one of my favorite mangas of all time is Disappearance Diary, which is a story of a mangaka, the autobiographical, where he runs away from his family, he disappears for several years, he also became an alcoholic. And it focuses on his alcoholism in a very fun way. Not fun, but it's like removed from reality, so it's comical instead of sad. I wonder if uh, uh, Nagita Kabi is going to do the same thing, or if she's going to go more realistic and it's going to be a very dark story. I am intrigued, though. Now, for light novel releases, we have a bunch now. They went crazy for releasing light novels, but you have Trapped in a Dating Sim. The world of Otome games is hard for, or tough for mobs. Otome games, Sake Wai Mob Ni Kabishi Seki Des. And this is coming out February 9th, 2021. And this is about a office worker who's reincarnated into a super hard dating sim game where women reign supreme and only beautiful men have a seat at the table. Kind of like the Oku. Um, however, Leon has a secret weapon. He remembers everything from his past, which includes a complete playthrough of the very game he's now trapped in, and now he's going to change the new world to fulfill his ultimate desire of living a quiet, easy life in the countryside. Will this be good? Will this be bad? It's another Izekai! An Otome Izekai, so I don't know. Is it going to be good? Is it going to be bad? Uh, well, we're going to have to wait and find out. Another Isekai and manga that's coming out is Rei Yukai's Tomamo-chan's A Fox, or Oniri JK Tomamo-chan. And this is about a fox from the Inari Shrine in Kyoto who may or may not be a goddess and wants to try high school and all the fun therein. So, this fox transforms into a human girl, but her transformation isn't perfect, so she... Like, adults don't notice her furry form and her classic pretend she's like the other girls, but there's something weird about her, and she's shaking up this ordinary high school life. It's a fun little kind of slice of lifey, magical, weird, unique world series. Might be a lot of fun. Might be terrible. We'll have to wait and see. Um, you have the Saint's Magic Power is Omnipotent, or Seiji no Marioko wa Bano Des. And this is right now coming out on November 24th, and this is going to be... A, Debuting early in digital format, and then the manga adaptation is going to be released by Seven Seas on December 8th. And this is about a 20-year-old office worker's whisk away to a new world. Now, isn't that original? Either way, um, the ritual that sent him to this world actually was supposed to produce a saint who would banish the dark world. However, it brings two people instead of one. And everyone prefers the second girl over our main character. So this is just fine. So our main character leaves the Royal Palace, sets up a shop making potions and cosmetics with her newfound magic. And as long as the she's going to be fine in life, as long as the fact that she might actually be the saint doesn't come back to bite her in the ass. This is an interesting take on a, a magic uh, Izekai magic series. However, it's been done before. I'm not looking too forward to it, but I could be wrong. It could be amazing. There's some which it's got the, oh, we're going to summon two warriors and one's good, one's bad. But I don't know. We'll see. Um, EA Yarohara's The Kingdom of Ruin light novel and manga is releasing on December 1st. And this is about it, a world where humanity lives long in harmony with witches. But 
with the advent of science, uh, the power of witches is now unnecessary. Now, because the the world is now obsessed with science instead of magic, a giant witch hunt is occurring, and they're going to destroy all witches from the land. And now a witch's apprentice swears revenge on the country that took everything away from him. It's a battle between science and magic in a th- new manga series, and this sounds really cool. It sounds very kind of like Harry Potter-ish, or The Magicians. Like, this is when the break happens. Uh, there's another series I'm thinking of. Um, oh, well, actually the movie Onward, where it's like, oh, they're magicians, they know magic, and then suddenly technology shows up and magic fades away. But this is one where... There's one person left who's holding on to magic who's going to want revenge and fix things. So I'm intrigued by this. Might be really good, might be terrible. We'll have to wait and see. Now, on to other news. On April 29th, Akiko Higashimura, the creator of Princess Jellyfish, is launching a new manga entitled Watashi no Koto o Ote Maska. Or Do You Still Think About Me? And this is going to be released on Kako Japan's Picoma service. Now, this is a rom-com that centers on a perpetually overworked and overclocked uh, 30-something gossip writer named Haruka. And it's how she reminisces on her first childhood crush. This is a very different premise than what you're expecting. It's not the, oh, she's looking for new love. It's her reminiscing on the past. Which, it seems like it might be a little like Only Yesterday, where it brings a lot of nostalgia. However, it is Akiko Higashimura, and she is an amazing mangaka. So, um, I have no doubt this is going to be a good series. Next, you have, on May 8th, Ryo Kamio and Yudai are launching a new manga titled Driving Dr. Kurosaki. And this is a kind of procedural show that well, not show, procedural manga that centers on emergency doctors and the fact that they have a single moment's decision that can mean life or death. Because a single moment, in a single minute, single second, what they choose will affect everything. And it might deal with the PTSD behind that. If it's just a procedural medical manga, it might be okay. But if it deals with the repercussions of them... Uh, having to make choices that are life or death, and it works in a better, more psychological way, I could be intrigued by this. We'll find out how it goes on May 8th. Now, on May 5th, which is in a couple days, uh, you have uh, Kengo Matsumoto, the creator of How to Treat a Lady Knight Right, uh, his new creation, which is a rom-com manga called... Tetsui Dekita Yome Ga Asiware Bakari Shiteru, or The Bride I Married Just Forces a Smile. This is a modern series where we don't know anything about what it's about. I think I talked about this in an earlier news segment where we speculated on it, but what I'm thinking this is about is it's about someone who's in an arranged marriage and the bride is just going through the motions and the uh, husband is trying to spark like an actual reaction from this bride who's just kind of there, just going with emotions. I could be wrong. It could be something completely different, but we'll have to wait and see. So next one, another mangaka that we reviewed recently. Uh, on May 8th, Taiyo Matsumoto, the creator of Tekon Concrete and Cats of the Louvre, which is the manga we reviewed, is launching a manga called Mukashi no Hanashi, or Old Tales. Now, this is telling stories of those without names buried in history. These are stories of those who, for reasons, are 
their names were forgotten in history. I'm assuming it's going to be historically accurate. Now, as a history buff, I may like this, I may not. We're going to have to wait and see. On May 11th, manga creator Kawaki, the creator of Hinomaru Sumo, is penning a new one-shot titled Heavy Metal Yankees. We have no idea what it's about. On May 14th, Piero no Mori creator Makoto Ishiki is launching a new manga titled Lady Law to Nanako no Mori, or Lady Law in the Seventh Day Forest. What is this about? I don't know. It's But he's very strange, so... Might be really bizarre. Not JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Bizarre, but pretty bizarre. Now, on... May 22nd, uh, Hiroto Oishi's Stalker Joker manga is changing to digital-only format in Evening Magazine. This is the fourth volume. Now, if you've never heard of Stalker's Jokers, this is based in a world where Japan has a huge stalker program. Well, not program. It's a problem with stalkers, and they go to absurd lengths, and it's a little dark. Super dark. This is also the creator who's creating a new manga in a couple of weeks about the adult industry. So this is going to be very pervy, very just... It's a very niche market for specific individuals. Now, we're getting to close to the end of our news segment, but we have uh, on July 24th, Kaho Miyazaki is launching a new manga that is going to center on an office romance. What do we know about it? Nothing. That's all we know. It's just a new office romance. And then, two other bits of news. First one, on June 27th, Oku the Inner Chamber is entering its Final arc. If you've never heard of Oku the Inner Chamber, it's a great Viz manga. We reviewed it many years ago. It's set in a world where, due to a virus, 90% of men have died, and now women have taken over, and now you have a female emperor. And men are part of the Oku, which is the Inner Chamber, a harem, and it's dealing. it shows how they deal with things. It's a little... It's a unique take on history, and they've adapted this into film and other... Uh, genres and while I've kind of checked out of the series I am curious as to how it will end so we're gonna have to wait and see that now final bit of news the Ashi Shunbun paper announced the winners for the 24th annual Osamu Tezuka Cultural Prize Awards now we listed the nominees a couple of episodes ago but now officially the winners are gonna be announced right now so I hope you guys are ready first one is Nick Snow Lantern by Kan Takahama. And this is a story which is set in 1875 in Nagasaki. And it focuses on a young girl named Mio who has the power to see the future by touching objects. And she learns of a new world around her through a series of new items that arrive from Paris. So it is a period piece. It has a little bit of magic to it. And it has some supernatural elements. And the fact that it won the grand prize makes me want to read this. I believe this was released or has been uh, picked up for a release. I have to look it up, but this might be on the Wheel of Manga sometime soon. Now, for the two other prizes, we have the New Creator Prize, and that was won by Reto Tajima, who worked on Mizuwa Umini Mukate Nagareru. I know I'm pronouncing that horribly. I apologize. It's released by Kodansha. And it's a, a story that focuses on a young boy named Natatsu, who moves into his uncle's house to attend a new high school, but ends up sharing it not just with his uncle, but three other unique strangers as well. (coughs) 
This is another one that I think that we should keep an eye on. Hopefully it is picked up and adapted. Finally, you have the winner of the Short Works Prize. And this was Yama Wayama, who created Muchasa Kimini, which is released by Enterbrain. And this is a compilation of Wayama's Ushiro no Nikaido Boy Loves Manga Strip, which in, and it included an original 30-page sequel story. Now, while these were the main events, there was one other award that had happened. And that was a special prize that was given to the late Machiko Hashigawa, who would have celebrated her 100th birthday on January 20th early this year, but she passed away in 1992. And she's known as the uh, creator of the original Saizan-san manga, which holds the Guinness World Record for longest-running animated series. This was supposed to happen on June 4th, the actual ceremony, but due to the coronavirus, there's an indefinite postponement of the ceremony, so they just had it happen. And the grand prize winner won a bronze statue and 2 million yen, so $19,000. The other winners also received a bronze statue and 1 million yen, or $9,000. Uh, you had a star-studded uh, committee who was judging for the judging, but... I'm intrigued to see who's going to be nominated for next year. We will have to wait and see. And that is the manga news for the week. If you feel I've left something out, email me at zansparker.com or comment on our Instagram page on what I missed out. So, now that that's out of the way, let's get to the manga releases for the week, which came out yesterday on April 28th. And we have 34 titles, so that's a lot. Now... Released as of yesterday, and this is the last major release for a long time. A lot of it's going to be digital from now on, but these are the last releases we're going to get. So, we got to enjoy it. We have A Certain Scientific Accelerator, Volume 10. As Miss Beelzebub Likes, Volume 9. At Night I Become a Monster, the manga... Actually, it's a novel. Um, you have BL Metamorphosis, Volume 1. Dragon Ghost House Hunting, Volume 4. Drifting Dragons Volume 4. Fairy Tale the Manga Box Set 2. So this is the second half of the Fairy Tale Box Set. I think there's four sets happening. I'm not entirely sure. i got to look that up. But anyway. You have Goblin Slayer Side Story Year 1 Volume 4. The Manga. Grand Blue Dreaming Volume 10. High Score Girl Volume 2. High School Prodigies Have It Easy Even in Another World Volume 7. The Manga. High Rise Invasion, Volume 11 and 12. That is an omnibus set, so it's two volumes in one. How Not to Summon a Demon Lord, the manga, Volume 7. Is It Wrong to Try to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon on the Side? Sword Oratory, Volume 11, the manga. You have Kimono Friends, a la carte, Volume 3. Kanasuba, God's Blessing on This Wonderful World, Volume 11, the light novel. Merman in My Tub, Volume 8. Monster Musume, Volume 16. It's been a while since we've had a new Monsume, so a little bit happy about that. My Little Pony's Friendship is Magic Papercraft, the main six with main spelled M-A-N-E, and friends. Nice little pun there. My Little Pony, the manga, A Day in the Life of Equestria, Volume 2, the manga. Nameless Asterum, Volume 5. Our Last Crusade, or the Rise of a New World, Volume 3, the light novel. Overlord, The Undead Kingo, Volume 3. Rascal Does Not Dream of Bunny Girl Senpai, The Light Novel. 
Remonster, Volume 4, Silver Spoon, Volume 14, Sweat and Soap, Volume 2, Tales of Bazaria, the manga, Volume 3, The Devil's a Part-Timer, Volume 16, the light novel, King of Fighters, A New Beginning, Volume 2, I'm surprised they have a King of Fighters manga, but okay, The Misfit of Demon King Academy, Volume 1, to the Abandoned Sacred Beasts, Volume 10. This series is still going on. It's still kick-ass. Curious as to where it's going to go, though. Uh, Torture Princess, Frem Torture Chan, Volume 4, the light novel. And finally, Yaomushi Petal, Volume 14. And as for what I'm intrigued in or interested in or definitely excited about, uh, obviously Yao Petal and To the Abandoned Sacred Beasts are, what I'm, are my jam. Uh, Monsume, because it's... Kind of a guilty pleasure. Uh, High Rise Invasion, Volume 11 and 12, because it's getting near the end if I'm reading it right. Grand Blue Dreaming, and I think I'm intrigued with At Night I Become a Monster. Let me know what you guys are interested in or what you think is going to be amazing or great. The one I'm kind of shocked about is we're getting My Little Pony stuff, because it seems like the My Little Pony trend kind of has dipped down a little bit. It's not as crazy as it used to be. There's not as many bronies in the news, or has it become that bronies are so normal that they're no longer a thing? I don't know. But I'm digressing. So let's get to the actual reason why I'm doing this podcast, and I've done this podcast since 2008, the review of the episode. So, if you remember from last episode, I spun that one, that only, the Wheel of Manga, and it dictated on to be a manga that was written by Saizo Harawata and illustrated by either... Kashiwa Miyoko or Yoshio Perry, depending on the episode or issue. The original run for this is 2015 to present. It was published by Shogakuken. There are 13 volumes currently out. It is a shonen series that is also an action drama, supernatural, player death situation uh, competition manga. And the title is Datego Bio de. Batu, or Battle in Five Seconds After Meeting. So, this is a manga that is similar to a lot of other stories, where you have a main character who gets kidnapped and put into kind of a game of death situation. It's you either play or you die, and horrible things can happen, but the main character usually gets an ability or a weapon or something of unique special power. Uh, A good example of this was Batum, where he was the greatest uh, Batum player in the game world and he becomes a superstar in this world this is no different this difference is that our main character is akira shiroyanagi who is a high school student who's like number one in his class and who just plays games like is he's so good that he plays games in class and when his teachers try to reprimand him he just schools them and shows that he knows what he's talking about so he's not a bother the two things he loves in life are this one specific video game called WLP or World Logic Play, and it's a public debate game where two players engage in a debate and the viewers award points to who debates better. And among the players of the game are doctorates, White House reporters, politicians, and he effortlessly kicks the ass of these people. So he's highly intelligent, very gifted, and highly intelligent. Now, the other thing he loves besides this video game is a candy. It's translates as world candy because it's shaped like little critters but it's really known as kanpito the japanese sweets and so 
Kira is walking one day from a generic restaurant where he has actually a kind of weird habit. And this weird figure shows up and starts charging him. This figure is tall, wearing a trench coat, and is wrapped in bandages. And Akito freaks out and starts running away after this guy is running after him. He ends up leading him to this place that he usually hangs out with, an abandoned building. And as this guy is trying to get a hold of him, he strategizes a method to beat this guy using the design of the building plus his knowledge of areas which are not working well for example there's an area where they cheaped out on some of the cement so the cement is super weak there's another area where a bunch of people ripped out the um the hell's it called the um rebar so it's crumbling down he knows where all the holes are and he's able to trick this guy and beat him using just his basic knowledge. And this guy is super powerful, super strong, able to leap tall buildings really fast. He's pretty strong. And he wins by forcing him to jump onto a pipe that he's holding. He saves the day. He wins. He's fine. Unfortunately, as he says this, a mysterious girl says, Good job. I knew you'd be perfect for this. Well, unfortunately, I know that you like games, so this is a forced lose. And this girl... Walks up to him and suddenly he has a huge pain in his stomach and there's a hole in his chest. And he dies. Or so he thinks. He wakes up, he's in a hospital. When he thinks it's a hospital, it's an operating table and they're fixing him up. They say, you're fine now, you can go. And he's like, am I in the hospital? What happened? Where am I? They don't answer him. They just walk away and he sees he's in a place filled with masks. Doesn't know what's going on. He walks into a room. Other thing is, he's shackled. He has a pair of shackles on his wrist. They're connected so he can't move his hands. He goes through, and they lead him to this room where a bunch of other individuals of various size, shape, demeanor are all sitting there, and they're all wondering what's going on. They all have shackles on their wrist. And suddenly, a spotlight appears, and out pops the mysterious woman, who introduces herself as Mion. She's also wearing a top hat and a suit, and she's got... A bit of an eye patch, and she introduces herself and says, It's lovely to meet you, and welcome to our game. Now, first off, all of you are now no longer on your family registry. We have deleted you. You're all dead. And since you're all dead, we could do whatever we want with you. And what we're doing is we've all given you an ability, and we wanted you to test it for us. We're not going to say what it is, but that's how it's going to work. And then she Focus on Akira and says, so, do you have any questions? Is there something you want specifically? No, I know you like games. Well, how about, in turns, how about you, Mr. Mister Government Official? I know you're very intelligent. What do you think about this? What's going on? And she ends up talking to all of them about what's going on. And one guy says, I don't want to believe this shit. I don't need to do this. You can't stop me. And as she's saying this, well, she's like, oh, good, a volunteer. So let me show you what happens if you don't listen to us. And she suddenly transforms her right arm into a cannon and kills the guy in front of everybody and says, so if you don't listen to us and if you're proven not valuable to us, we just get rid of you. So work hard to prove that you guys are worth our investment. Smiles and disappears in the back of her head. She's like, I hope you do well, my little prince. Thinking about Akira because she's obsessed with him. And so Akira is now forced into a battle of wits. Now, one question you're probably wondering is, what is his power? Where do you find out their powers? Well, each one of them is escorted into a little room that's their own room. And they're given a piece of paper. 
They have food, other things. In his room, he has his favorite drink. He has shelves of his compito, which he grabs like three of them. And a list of what your abilities are in a little bed and says time until your match. Because first round one is one-on-one. So it's a one-on-one tournament challenge. And he discovers his super broke power. Or weak power, depending on how you look at it. His power is called, um, well, it's called Superio. Because it's his handle in uh, the Logic a world logic play game, but it is known simply as the ability that is what the other persons think it is. So his ability makes it so that he always possesses whatever ability the other person thinks he has. Now the other person is whoever Akira currently recognizes as a target. Now it works as long as that person also focuses him as a target. So in which way the person thinks of him as a target is irrelevant to that. So example, a target that's about to shoot me, a target I'm about to fight, or a target I'm about to keep an eye on, or the target I want to have a telepathic connection with. Now he could switch between people to what they think he is. And so his power is, as long as the person thinks you have a power, you have power. But if they think you don't have a power, you are dead. And But as I said... So this power is depending upon the intelligence of not just the target, but the user as well. So Akira is in a very unique position because he's super intelligent. He has to constantly outthink his opponents to make his powers work. Um, Long story short, he in the first round, he wins by convincing his opponent that he has the same ability as Mino, uh, the girl. He convinces him that he has a cannon for an arm, and that's his way to shoot. Now, the problem is when it gets to round two, it is a team battle, and he's supposed to work with his opponent, Doka. And when he's going against his opponent, he's like, oh shit, no one knows my powers, this sucks, what am I going to do, what am I going to do? And they realize, wait a minute, what if... I point, because the first one who went was Madoka, if I threaten him, I point and he, th- he thinks I have my weapon, my weapon will activate. And that's what happens. He ends up pointing his arm at him and saying, what the hell is wrong with you? Why did you screw up? I got to teach you a lesson now. And because Madoka is so afraid of him, his arm turns into the cannon. And then everyone sees, oh God, his arm turns into a cannon. And that's what they think his ability is. So now that's his ability. He also meets some other characters in that are on his team, including Shin Kimogira, who is actually really cool. His power is called Unbreakable, and his ability is he can turn invincible for two seconds. Sounds kind of crappy, two seconds for being invincible, but this guy's a tall, muscular guy. So being invincible for two seconds, you could do a lot of damage if you're fast and strong, and that's his whole thing. Uh, you have the female lead, who is Yuri Amakage, who her power is called the Wrath of God, because each one has their own special ability and a name for it. Like I said, uh, Akira's ability is called Superior, uh, and Yuri's is Wrath of God, and her ability is that she has five times stamina and strength, so her physical abilities increase five times, so she's stronger, faster, uh, more durable. And she is, so she's now super powerful. And that's really good move because he ends up convincing her to become his partner and they're going to be partners for the rest of the series. 
So that's part two. Part two, they're a group. It's five on five. A bunch of stuff happens. I'm not going to spoil it. But then the main part of the story happens, which is the third round, which is they're all in an underground or above ground. We don't really know, but it's a huge forest. And they have to get 1,000 points to survive. And each person is worth X amount of points depending on the situation. Like, say, for the first 30 minutes, all opponents are worth 10 points. So, mathematically, it's impossible to get 1,000 points. So, each group has done something different. He discovers that there's three groups controlling this area. You have the red group, who they're more polite. Their leader is an old man named Yuto Shirasage, who is a has a very pacifistic power, but it's very powerful. He's their leader, and their job is they're just good people. They defend each other. They care about each other. They have a nice tower. They're like they have their camp, and they take care of each other. Also, they're the t- group which has a child that was born in this world. So it's kind of crazy. You have the red group which is run by a complete sociopath who just is completely insane. I don't even know how to describe him, but you have this super strong, angry man who just wants power for himself, and then you have his henchman who's more the villain than the main guy, uh, Messiah Kiroiwa, who his power is he's a kind of puppet master. He can make you have a debt to him. Is this called High Interest Loan? And if you have a debt to him, he can control you. And he uses different ways to incur debts. Like, oh, I told you this secret, so now you own a debt to me. And now you're under my control. So you have these two factions fighting each other. Because the red faction just wants to take over everything create a kingdom of their own. Green faction just wants to survive and they want to live. And then you have the blue faction where they're just neutral party. They do what they have to and that's it. And... Kira finds Yuri, and they become part of one of the groups. They become part of the green group, and then they're trying to survive. And all these other powers appear. So after describing a lot of the plot, how do you think it is? Is it intriguing? Is it horrible? What do you think? I personally think it's very formulaic. It's been done before. It reminds me a lot of Hunter Hunter, especially with the Hunter exam. And it's there. It's not Isekai series. It's alternate dimension. We don't know what's going on, but there are multiple trials. Uh, the new series, Tower of God, is very similar, where each section, something is different. There's a different end goal, and we're stuck in this end goal. The art is really well done in this, and all the powers are very varied. There are duplicate powers, but each one is, you have to think about how to use it. There is one character whose power is called Cynic, and they have a power that's one-tenth the power of their opponent, which, on the one hand, could seem really weak. So, okay, you have one-tenth the power. However, when they go against someone who has a projectile ability, so they're one-tenth as strong. However, they're one-tenth the size, they have one-tenth the reload uh, time, and so they're faster. They're faster, stronger, and they could do more with it. They're more agile with it. So they just have to think about how to use the power, and it's well done. In a very versatile way where it's not using the same abilities that everyone expects. For example, a lot of series have, I have the ability to fly, I have a projection ability, I have the ability to become a strong steel man. This series forces all these characters to think outside the box because they're very different powers. Uh, His first opponent, Akira's first opponent, his ability is to turn sticks into swords. 
that's kind of cool. It's, you could make a stick out of anything, but if you, you know, if you someone breaks your weapon, you can grab both sides of the weapon and make new swords or new knives. Very versatile. And all these powers are very layered and different. Uh, the leader of the green camp, his power, it's hard to explain because it just it, it's very unique. It's something that you would not see in most superpower series. And that's something that's really well done about it. Now, on the same token, this is very formulaic. It's been done before. The art style is really well done. I do enjoy the main character, but he is kind of a overpowered main character. Like, super intelligent, super strong, girls like him. And that is a little bit of a conundrum. Because it's... I enjoy the story and I am completely fascinated with how this main character's ability works because it's such a unique ability however i cannot look away from the major sins it does have the major repeated tropes it has so for that reason i'm going to have to give this give from your crazy aunt muriel okay but forgettable i want it to be really good i want it to be amazing but it's not I realistically have 50 more series which I could read which are much better than this. Um, I compare this to Hunter Hunter a lot. I like this better than Hunter Hunter, don't get me wrong. But it just doesn't have enough pull for me. Now, if you've read this and you disagree with me, if you think this is amazing, let me know. Email me, zanatspirekin.com. Let me know what you think about this series if you've read it or checked it out. And remember that email is zan, X-A-N, at spirekin.com. Also, let me know if you think that this will get an anime adaptation. I would be intrigued to see this as an adaptation if they did uh, it justice and not just do, like, for example, Batum, which is 12 episodes out of a much longer series. This deserves a full adaptation if they do do an adaptation. And I think it could be make it better if, if they fix some of the errors in the anime adaptation. But I digress. You can email me at zanspirekin.com. Let me know what you think. Uh, remember to check out any of our earlier episodes at www.sparkin.com. And finally, last thing, if you want to do something kind of cool, go to tinyurl.com forward slash H-E-L-P-X-A-N, help Zan. That takes you to our Apple Podcast site, and you can click on there to leave comments and concerns and ratings for Sparkin Review Podcast. Let us know what you think. Leave us some nice little ratings. So, with that in mind... Now, that's all the way I've shamelessly shilled and talked about so much. Let's get to the part that the most of you enjoy more than the review. And I'm talking about that one, that only, the manga! Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga, except no substitute. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with 10 slots on it. And each slot has a different manga title attached to it. So we're going to, do, we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga. And whatever number it lands on, the manga that's connected to that number is the one we review in the next episode of the Spark and Manga Review. And we've got some interesting titles and some terrible titles. So let's spin see what we're going to review, shall we? Hmm. Number one. Oh. So, in the next episode, we're going to be reviewing a manga about a Gyaru girl 
who wants to hook up with her teacher in a really weird way. We're talking about Gal Gohan. That, I'm surprised that manga came up. I was really expecting something a little bit different, like uh, Dr. Prisoner or Honey and Clover, but Gal Gohan it is. So, in the next episode, we review um, the manga Gal Gohan. Kind of excited about that. And next month, it will be next month in the next episode. So, hope you guys are doing well. Hope you guys enjoy this episode. I hope you guys had fun. And if you want to hear some other stuff, this weekend we're going to be doing some more Zan Chats. We're also going to be releasing a Spyrokin motion picture review. Yes, not a James Bond review, but we're going to be doing a free review of two movies. We're going to be comparing and contrasting two movies. What are they? Well, you're going to have to wait and see. So, hope you guys enjoy. I'm Zan. I'm Gonsville. Catch you guys next time. Keep reading manga. Oh, 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 oh,